Welcome to the FarmD Money Podcast, where certified financial planner Derek Delaney brings financial education and observation to help pharmacists navigate their most important financial questions. Welcome in FarmD Nation to episode number 20 of the FarmD Money Podcast. I am your host, Derek Delaney. Thank you all for joining me today. You know, as we've discussed in previous podcast episodes, it's no secret that the pharmacy industry is changing, especially when you consider the world of retail. And not only is the pharmacy industry changing, but the pharmacist job duties that are required of a pharmacist are also changing as well. Some for the better, some for the worse. And I think it's fair to say that a lot of these changes that are for the worst are really starting to burn out a lot of pharmacists in the industry. And it doesn't matter what specific pharmacy niche they're in or how many years they have of experience in the pharmacy industry. When change happens and that change is not to your benefit, it can burn you out and really decrease the passion and fire you have for patient care and all the other reasons why you got into the pharmacy industry to begin with. And I think that has led to a lot of pharmacists to pop their heads up and look outside the traditional industry of pharmacy for employment opportunities that would allow them to use the technical skill they have garnered from being in the job and all the education and skill they learned while they were in school. And I think this has led a lot of pharmacists into the world of entrepreneurship. I really believe that there are a lot of different ways, and it's already being proven true in a number of different areas, that pharmacists can step into these different niches within our economic world and use their specific set of skills that they only have being a pharmacist and create something for other people that is different and outside of the scope that a pharmacist usually works in when you think of a traditional pharmacist job. But when it comes to starting your own business and entering into that world of entrepreneurship, there are a lot of things pharmacists have not had training on or experience with that they're going to want to be aware of when it comes to being a business owner, specifically in the early or startup stages of any business you're trying to get off the ground. So in this episode, I want to walk through a few of the more important decisions, factors, and situations pharmacists will need to consider when they go out and start their own business. So I think the first thing that any pharmacist, and frankly anybody who has an entrepreneurial itch and wants to go out and start a business themselves should identify first is your why. Why do you want to start a business? And I think it's extremely important for everybody to be honest with themselves when it comes to answering this question. I've had many conversations with people who've gone off and started businesses. And at the beginning stages, I think everybody wants to be overly altruistic in their reasons for starting a business. And I don't know if that's just vanity setting in or they want to create a perception of how people look at them, but I don't think that's people being honest with themselves as far as the real reason that they're starting their own business. I think anybody who says that they are starting a business to help people, and that is 100% the only reason why they are starting a business, are lying to themselves. And I I think that could be a big burden on the success they could potentially have moving forward. So you have to answer the question why, be honest with yourself, and don't play the typical 100% altruism game. Really understand why you want to create this business and be selfish with it when it comes time to answer it. Who are you doing it for? 
Well, a big reason you're probably starting a business is to better yourself and to create more economic stability for yourself or to create new opportunities for yourself or to create a new lifestyle for yourself that is completely different than what was afforded to you as a traditional pharmacist. What kind of business are you trying to create? And I think the important thing when it comes to answering that is beginning with the end in mind. So do you want to create a business that potentially will employ 100, 200, 300 people where it's going to be a big corporation and you're going to be in charge of it all? Or do you want to create more of a lifestyle business that you could pursue some sort of business that maybe is just you by yourself as a solo practitioner in whatever field you're going to pursue? Or maybe you hire one or two people, but you really want to keep it small, flexible, and you want to keep the margins in that business higher than typical margins in other industries. So it will afford you the luxury of not only earning a good income, but allow you to be flexible with your time so you can enjoy other things as well. A lot of people would look at that as a lifestyle type of business. So what kind of business do you want to build? Why do you want to build a business in the first place? Identifying those reasons are going to give you a baseline or a benchmark you can start making decisions off of. Because if you can begin with the end in mind and start building the business the right way for you, it's going to be a lot easier to make decisions from the very beginning when it comes time to trying to figure out how you're going to navigate this new world of entrepreneurship. Second, you want to figure out if you're financially ready to start your own business. Uh, What will be required of you to pull from the business to pay yourself in the first few years of trying to get the business off the ground? A lot of pharmacists are making really good money in a typical pharmacist role right now, and it could take them two, three, four years after starting a business to replace that type of income and salary you were afforded as a traditional pharmacist in a traditional pharmacist role. So depending on what type of business you start, it may not be a business that will pay you as an employer, as an entrepreneur, the same in the beginning as you're used to. How will that affect your personal finances? There are a lot of people smarter than me that tell a lot of business owners that it's not the overhead and expense of the actual business that leads to failure for a lot of entrepreneurs. Instead, it's their personal expenses that lead to them having to leave the business and pursue more traditional work because the business couldn't pay them fast enough for them to keep up with their personal bills. So I think it's really important for any pharmacist who is thinking about starting their own business and going off on their own to really figure out what you can afford to go without for a specific period of time until the business you create grows enough to be able to compensate you in a similar manner if that's something you're if that's something you want to pursue in a similar manner that your traditional pharmacist job was able to do. And I think it's important to be realistic and conservative when you start coming up with estimates as you consider those first couple years of getting your business off the ground. So you want to combine those two things. What do you think your business is going to provide to you or be able to provide to you from a revenue standpoint as the owner of that business? And what are your current expenses right now? Understand what that gap is between the two and then you have to figure out how you're going to fill it. Will you fill it with reducing expenses, which means the cost of living will drop down? Are you going to fill that gap by going out and pursuing some sort of debt or a loan? Or are you going to pursue an outside investor? No matter what avenue you take to pursue that gap, it's extremely important to understand and be confident knowing that you will financially be okay and you will be able to pay your personal expenses over a period of one, two to three years while you're getting your business off the ground because that 
will keep you from being pressured into doing things with your business you don't want to do, which could potentially hurt it short term and now allow it to reach its full potential long term once you get that sucker rolling. The next thing you're going to want to have to take a look at once you get your why down and once you financially realize you have the capabilities of starting a business is figuring out the legal stuff. So coming up with an idea to start a business is not hard. Um, It could be something that just sporadically happens. But when it does, you want to jump right in and go for it. But I think figuring out how you're going to structure everything from a legal standpoint is extremely important. And the first thing, the first decision you're going to have to make is what type of entity of the business will you create? There are sole proprietorships. um, There are partnerships if you want to go into business with somebody else. There are limited liability companies. There are S corporations. Those are common in in the small business world. Understanding those different entities, the benefits and pros and cons that come with each of those and figuring out which one is right for the type of business you want to create is really, really important. Next, you want to file for a federal EIN. EIN stands for Employer Employer Identification Number for tax purposes. It's essentially like the social security number before a business. And you have to be careful because some states require their own individual EIN as well. So maybe take a look at that while you're at it. And then finally, from a legal aspect, do some research online to ensure your URL and company name are still available. I don't hear it often, but sometimes you come across people who had a really good idea for a business. They created a name, they started doing business planning, and all of a sudden it got time to launch and they go to create their entity with whatever state they're in. And they come to realize that the name they've been counting on is gone. Somebody else already took it. Or the name is available, but the website URL and a different combination of that URL that they potentially could have wanted are all gone and unavailable. So they end up having to sacrifice in one of those two different areas, which is never a great way to start your business, especially if you have an idea of the type of brand you want to build and the different wording you want tagged along with that. Another area you're going to want to be aware of that's outside of the legal scope, but still is just as important is compliance situations that need to be resolved or figured out as you enter into the world of business. Do you need any sort of federal or state approval to do what you're going to do? I know the pharmacy world right now is heavily regulated. If you're going to step out and use some of your education in a different business, but has a pharmacy flair to it, are there certain state or federal regulations you're still going to have to follow? If so, you're going to want to be aware of those. Will you be required to work with any regulators periodically in the future? Will there there be boards that will come and audit you? Um, Are there any regulators that are going to require you to document certain things or provide them with specific pieces of information at any time? If that's something that you're going to be required to do, make sure you have a plan ready for that. And then finally, when it comes to creating your own business, it's really important to create policies and procedures and manuals that will help you that will help guide you when it comes time to making all the decisions you're going to have to make as you build your business. And I think policies, procedures, and manuals are extremely important if you know you're going to be hiring people very soon in the business as well to make sure everybody's on the same page and they know how to operate, which is the way you want them to operate. And then finally, from a compliance standpoint, you want to make sure your insurances insurances are in place. Are you going to need something like business liability insurance? And understanding those insurances that you're going to need and the cost of those insurances are going to be extremely important as you create your first business plan and you start to get a better idea of what it's going to cost in your first couple of years to get your business off the ground. Next is business of business development. How do you plan to attract the people to your business? How do you plan to attract 
clients and customers to want whatever you are offering? How are you going to compete with other people who are offering the same thing? Are you going to advertise on social media? Are you going to network in different areas? Or you could potentially do it the old-fashioned way and just do the traditional prospecting, handshaking, door-to-door type of thing. Are you somebody who's going to rely on a lot of referrals from other industry experts that are similar or complementary to the business you're creating? So that's something to think about. The other thing from a business development standpoint is what are your taglines going to be? What's your logo going to look logo going to look like? Are you going to create a website? What's that web design going to look like? What type of signage are you going to need? How do you want your company to look and feel? And what message do you want it to portray when you're not there physically to be able to do that for the business? Another area that you're going to want to concentrate on is what will the infrastructure of your business look like as you build it? How will you operate? Will you require something like office space? What type of technology do you think you're going to need? Are you going to have to go out and buy new technology to meet the needs of your business? Computers, phones, printers, scanners, copiers, they're not cheap. And if they're not required, they could be a great way to save on overhead. But chances are you're going to need a lot of that technology, regardless of what type of business you want to build. Another area of infrastructure that gets overlooked often, especially in the early years of building a business, is bookkeeping and record keeping. How are you going to do your accounting and payroll, invoicing systems, and everything like that? A popular solution to that is QuickBooks for a lot of small businesses, but that comes with a learning curve. Are you going to make time to be able to learn new things like that as you get into your business? And then finally, making sure your spouse or significant other is on board is extremely beneficial. Starting a business is incredibly rewarding and fun and freeing work, but it comes with ups and downs. Physically, emotionally, monetarily, you may be ready for the ride, but is your spouse or significant other ready for that same type of ride? Do they have the same type of entrepreneurial emotional intelligence as you do and if they don't how can you prepare them for what they are bound to experience as you start a business because everybody knows when you start a business there will be bad days there will be big decisions you have to make there will be stressful situations that you will encounter and a lot of that stuff can end up piling up on a spouse because it sometimes could be an entrepreneur's entrepreneur's only outlet to express those things specifically if they are a solo business owner. So think about a lot of that stuff as you get ready to launch your business and as you build your business because each of those individual areas are extremely important in their own right. Another area I think that's extremely important to understand and to practice is patience. Don't rush into it. If you're not ready for this entrepreneurial world yet because maybe you're still saving or it's just not the right time from a financial aspect, that's okay. Wait a little bit. Entrepreneurship is not going away, so be diligent and prepare. Be conservative in your planning. Hope for the best. Prepare for the worst. Be agile. Be ready to pivot. Accept opportunities in every form that they present themselves in. But most of all, be patient and don't jump to anything that you're not ready for yet. And once you get all that stuff figured out, the last thing you have to make sure you're ready for is to fully commit. Don't start a business and half-ass it. If you're going to spend the time getting all that other stuff ready to go and to mentally prepare and to get your finances in order to create a business that is going to answer the why you've been searching to fulfill, don't get to the point of action and half-ass it. If you're going to make a change, make it with purpose. Embrace the grind of 
Embrace the, embrace the grind that's involved in starting a new business. If you find yourself timid about the type of work you'll need to do to be successful in whatever business you're going to create, figure that out. Figure out how you're going to get over that roadblock before you jump in. To be honest with you, for a lot of people, this usually ends up being sales related. Every new business and every new business owner has to sell themselves. And if you're not comfortable doing that because you've never done it before, maybe taking some sort of sales training before you jump in could be beneficial. And then finally, believe 100% in what you do. Because if you don't subconsciously, I think you could end up self-sabotaging yourself by not being 100% committed to your why, which again is the first thing I think anybody should look at and explore before they jump into the world of entrepreneurship. If you're looking for more information about the podcast, myself, or FarmDFP, feel free to visit the firm's website at farmdfp.com. Also, feel free to check out and subscribe to the YouTube channel, FarmD Financial Planning, for more great insight. Email podcast at farmdfp.com with questions, topics, or ideas you'd like to hear more about. Finally, until next time, FarmD Nation, be well. The FarmD Money Podcast is not intended to be tax, legal, or investment advice. All opinions expressed on the show are for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for tax, legal, or investment advice.